Lovely to be with you this afternoon. Um, my heart goes out to you guys. I know some of you guys really well. I've gone a, a long way with, um, walked a long way with Brett. Um, love Brett very much. One of my dads in the Lord. And uh, let me just get this jacket off. Yeah, praise the Lord. So, I was, uh, I got a message to just come share. Uh, with uh, with you guys um, and the word that I felt the Lord asked me to bring to you guys it really tied in. I was chatting to Steve, really tied in with what Milani was doing with you guys on Wednesday. So I'm hoping the Lord just, well, I'm trusting the Lord just continues what he did on Wednesday. And um, as I begin my preach, you'll probably feel like it's just kind of an extension of uh, what the Lord is already doing on Wednesday. So um, if you missed Wednesday with Milani or whatever, um, just encourage you, Connect to someone that was there and, and get the, I don't know if it was recorded or not, but if it wasn't, just connect to someone that was there and just give you the headlines. And, um, and because sometimes when you miss a meeting, it's a little bit like Thomas. I mean, Thomas missed the meeting that Jesus appeared back to the disciples. You know, he missed the critical meeting and he had to catch up later. So if you missed that meeting, um, be warned, you know, don't uh, be like Thomas. You're going to have to, you're going to have to catch your that one up because sometimes you'll find that the body starts to move ahead and, and you've been left behind. And the, Andrew said this so many times, you know, don't miss a meeting unless you're dead. You know, obviously you may have other good reasons, but um, yeah. So um, let me just open this file here and, um, and we'll get going. So, Okay. Laka, does someone want to pray for us? Just pray. Um, I need your guys' faith as well now as I preach. Um, and I actually, I'll share a bit about that uh, a little bit later, how it works. And um, today I'm actually talking about gifts. So, yeah. He wants to pray. The Lord will just really uh, connect us together and, and speak to us through the session. He's got, he's feeling... A prayer in the heart right now. Come quickly. Come pray. We've been trying to encourage guys to come and step out in faith and be used. There we go. I always love to pray. <laughs> Don't even have to ask me. Oh, Lord Jesus, what a privilege to have Joey. We know that he has heard from you. And Lord Jesus, as he's just said, he needs our faith. So, Lord Jesus, I want to offer my faith. And on your behalf, I want to offer your faith. Lord Jesus, would you hear our hearts? Would you keep all of us open to hear your word and so that we would respond? And would you fill Joey with your Holy Spirit so that what he speaks is just pure gold? Amen. Thanks so much. So um, I, actually, uh, I actually didn't have the greatest week. So I actually walked in a little bit like Tracy walked into that meeting on Wednesday with the sinus headache. And uh, despite that, the Lord just completely used Tracy. So... Um, full disclosure, I actually, I said to my wife before I came, I said, I'm, you know, sometimes you walk into a preaching, you're just feeling like, you know, I'm just pregnant. I'm just full of stuff. I, I'm kind of not there, but I know that this word is from the Lord for you guys. So I'm actually trusting that God's, it's not Joey delivering it right now. It's that God was work despite, despite me. So does that make sense? And, I, and that's a message in itself. Because, the, you know, we preach the word in and out of season. It doesn't matter whether you feel like it or not. The Lord wants to use you. It's got nothing to do with emotions or what kind of week you've had or um, anything like that. So if you are in need to uh, Josh Jen, this is not uh, the holy man at the front ministering, which also ties into that. It's, uh, you know, the way that Andrew's built um, the apostolic uh, elder and direction in Josh Jen is that you know, many churches we see the holy man at the front ministering. You come to spectate and trust that that whoever's ministering at the front, the gift flows through them. And that's true, but certainly in Josh and it's much more weighted towards every single one of you actually ministering. It's not about a select few with the uh, special parking. And you've all got special parking. And every single one of you... Is important. So, if you need a title for today's message, it's God's graced, 
God's grace gifts through you. And um, we see this in Ephesians 4.16. It says, from him the whole body. And I just want to bless Edgemead PM. Uh, you guys rock. Um, you got to understand that you are a subgroup. But the, uh, today it's almost like the Lord wants to see you as a subgroup. And then you've also got a subgroup within a subgroup. You're all part of a community group. And if you're not part of a community group, um, get part of a community group. So you've got a contribution that you need to bring to the community group. You've got a, a contribution that you've got to build, uh, bring towards this body here, HMPM. And then you've got a con- contribution towards Josh Jen and the wider body of Christ. But you have a contribution to bring. But let's just focus on PM as a subgroup that you are part of. You've planted here. The Lord has put you here. It's not random. Um, you may, maybe the Lord's moving you on, but for the majority of you guys here, the Lord has planted you here in PM for a plan and a purpose. And it's not to just spectate. It's not to just sit on your seat. It's actually for you to be stretched and grown. Every single one of you. So the, the message today is very challenging because it's not, what, it's not like an entertainment message. It's, it's a very practical message similar to what Milani brought on Wednesday is that God wants to use every single one of you. And this is the, re, the, the reason why he does. It says, from him the whole body, from him uh, the whole of Edgemead PM, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love. So the Lord's purpose for you is that in Edgemi PM here is that you grow and build each other up in love. So if you want to know a vision, there's the vision right there from the Lord. Is that, uh, that the Edgemi PM uh, grows, grows up and builds itself up in love. Uh, one of the biggest things that we, I find in the Christian walk, and I've been saved for 30, uh, 33 years, is encouragement. You know, encouragement is probably one of the number one things in your Christian walk. When you're discouraged, you're much more susceptible to sinning. When, you, when you're discouraged, you, you're much more susceptible to, you know, to what the, the, your, your adversary, the enemy, wants to do in your lives. But when you're encouraged, sure, it doesn't actually matter what's going on around you. When you're encouraged, it's a, it's a, it's a, a place where faith can grow, where you can, uh, when you can find the Lord, where you can be used by the Lord. And then as we get to the end of the scripture, it says, so as Edgemead grows and builds itself up in love, as each part does its work. So each part is you. So turn to your neighbor and say, that's me. Okay. So every single person here, um, it, it, doesn't say, it doesn't say in the scripture as the holy man of God ministers from the front, or even as the apostle uh, ministers from the front, it says, as each part does its work. So God actually has work for you to do. He's got a, a, a purpose for you, and that purpose in a grand vision is to help grow and build the body up in love. Every single one of you, you're called to build this up, to encourage Everyone here. And God wants to minister through you. So turn to your neighbor and just like you said, that's me. And the Lord wants to, you, to, wants to minister through you. Just say, just say to your neighbor, can I minister to you? And really, and really that's what the Lord wants to do. The Lord wants to use every single one of us to minister to one another. So I said I had a bit of a, a tough week. I need Jesus in you. And um, you want, I forgot your name. Janine was sharing how, that you know, we, it's so easy for us to want to, especially as strong South Africans, you know, because the ball is tough here in Africa, to actually be, you know, very independent and strong. That's how we kind of built the culture. But her, her journey to actually go, you know what, my relationship with, with God is super strong, but I need to work on this. And actually being vulnerable, that I actually can't do this by myself. I need Jesus in you. And even as I'm standing here, right, I felt like that was the, the Lord 
uh, gave that message to me. I need Jesus in you even this, uh, uh, this afternoon. Because I'm not feeling like super on fire or anointed or whatever, you know. I'm trusting that it'll come. But, um, and if it doesn't come, that's fine. The Lord can do His work anyway. But I need, I need Jesus in you. And, and there needs to be a vulnerability. We saw a vulnerability in Janine where we actually, you know what, there needs to be that. Unless that vulnerability is there as a, as a basis, we all just, how are you doing? I'm okay. And if you are okay, that's fine. But, the, but if you're not, not okay, then why are you saying you're okay? You need to go, I need Jesus in you right now. So we're going to talk about that today. I'm going to talk about gifts. I'm going to talk about an environment where gifts can function well. Then I'll talk about posture, posture to be used. And then we'll land with the source of, um, of that gift. So we'll land the, the big airplane there. So every single person is important. Why don't we say that again? Every single person is important. Now I know when you're saying that, some of you think, no, 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 that's, that's, you know, some of us are more important than others. No, because the scriptures say that we no longer regard people according to the flesh. So we don't judge according to our, uh, outside appearances. I'll just look up the scripture. Yes, yeah, it's from... Uh, 2 Corinthians 5.16, it says, From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. So, you know, you might be looking at someone in this body, and you might be going, you know, they are of less importance. Everyone here is of equal importance. And 1 Corinthians 12.21 says, the description is the body. Each part of us is like a part of the body. The eye, some of you might be an eye. Some of you might be a head, a a foot. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. Every single person here needs every single one else because we are the body of Christ here. And someone might say, but I feel like I'm an appendix, you know, and they still haven't figured out what the appendix is for. But the Lord put an appendix there. And they'll probably find out one day, it's the appendix, right, that they still haven't figured out what it does. But it probably does something they just haven't found out yet. So maybe you haven't found out what you actually do yet, but it's, you're useful. And uh, we, we trust that, that you start to find your groove in the body of Christ. Um, Paul says to us, uh, linking with the gifts of the Spirit, is that the Lord has given us all a gift. So say, I've received the gift. And the scriptures tell us here, now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, this is in 1 Corinthians 12, 1, I do not want you to be uninformed. So Paul's saying, guys, I want you to be clever about this. I want you to be cognizant about it. I want you to be skilled in this. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 11. Let's look at this passage. Now to each one. Let's say each one. Okay, you can't exclude yourself from that. That's every single person here. To each one. The manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. It's not for yourself only. I mean, you can enjoy it. You can enjoy flowing the gift. That always feels good. But it's given for the common good. And um, that's something that we also see in some churches is, is, uh, is overemphasized or there's, there's a, a perversion of it. Is that we see the gift operating where the person at the front kind of becomes rich and famous through it. Actually, the gift is not for them only. The gift is for the common good. You actually don't even own your good, your, your gift. You don't, you don't even own your gift. Your gift is for the rest of the guys here. If this church is only operating at 70%, it's because 30% aren't involving themselves yet. And as you involve yourself here, And like Tracy shared, make yourself available. Whether you feel like it or not, whether you've got a headache or not, whether you feel anointed or not, just make yourself available. It would be amazing what God is going to do through you and this body here, HBPM, will slowly move towards 100%. And the 100% isn't going to be be achieved through uh, Steve and Carl and Brett and the other elders here, uh, Jody. And it's actually, they're just trying to equip you guys and the, the gifts that come through to equip you guys for the for the work works of the saints here yeah, for you guys to actually build this body up. It's your contribution here is going to build HMPM into the 
wild, roaring animal that it should be for Jesus. It isn't going to be the, this here. It's you guys, as you work, every single one of you. Because not everyone. Uh, Steve can't be hand, foot, eye, appendix, all the rest, yeah? He can just be him. What you've got, he doesn't have. And what he has, you probably don't have. Or maybe there's a, a mixture. What you're, the, the thing that you're sitting on there, if you're not using it yet, the rest of the body is actually being robbed. <laughs> that sounds quite harsh. But you're actually, by holding yourself back, you know, you are so gifted in the Lord. Every single one of you. If you've got the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit wants to flow through you. You're so gifted in the Lord. Don't sell yourself short. And, and, you know, you don't need profile. You don't need a microphone. Just do wherever you're at. I mean, we all sit in community group on Wednesday. Just bless someone. Love someone in community group on Wednesday. And already the Lord is using you to build this up. Make yourself available. So 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 11 talks about different gifts. If you don't see your, it's not comprehensive, but um, uh, you'll see a lot of, uh, a lot of it is um, stuff that you, um, may have heard on Wednesday, there's prophecy, for example. So to one there is given through the spirit of a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge. Um, and, you know, we, uh, we can do a big study on, okay, what, is, what does a message of wisdom look like or a word of wisdom? What does a, a word of knowledge look like? A word of knowledge, for example, something that only God can know, that the Lord might give to you while you're ministering to prove that God is uh, in the room. Um, I remember... Uh, praying for someone, and I must have only been about a year uh, old in the Lord, and I, I think we're at community group, there was a visitor there, uh, it was a, a young lady, and we we're praying for her, and the Lord showed me a book uh, on her um, on her uh, bedside table, or, or her, um, what's the makeup table, mirror, all the rest, vanity, and I said, I, uh, as we we're praying for her, I said, I, I see this picture of a book, and, and I described a room. It's just the Lord just gave me this word of knowledge, something only the Lord could know. And she, she just, like, became alarmed. And she said, that's, that's a book on the occult. And I said, the Lord says she must get rid of that. Get rid of it now. The Lord gave me a word of knowledge, just like it. no one, no one uh, trained me in word of knowledge. No one, I didn't, never studied for it. The gift is operating through me. You can't study for your gift. You can't um, buy it at a shop. You can't even choose it. Uh, it says, eagerly desire the gift of prophecy, uh, that you may all prophesy. So, so prophecy is probably a given. But, um, you know, God chooses a gift for you, and he chooses how he's going to work through you. To another message of knowledge by means of the same spirit. To another faith by the same spirit. To another gifts of healing. By that one spirit. I, I think that we're all called to healing, to pray for um, people to be healed. I've been using that. But a lot of you guys have been healed in that. But some guys have just got it. You know, when it's healing time, you know, everyone kind of looks at that person. You know? It's just, they've just got an edge on it. There just seems to be, some, God's given a gift of healing to them. And they just come up and it's just bang. You know, your probability of healing is just slightly higher, you know? Suddenly higher when they turn up. Um, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another interpretation of tongues. All these um, distinguishing between spirits. I feel like that's a gift that the Lord's given me. I, can, I, I find it very easy to be able to see what spirit is operating. Some of you guys will have that as well. I can see, like, it's a spirit of pride or that's a spirit of humility. I, some guys just don't have it. I had someone, one of the elders used to say, Joe, can you just tell me what spirits are praying here, you know? Because they just don't have it. And that's fine because we don't have to be all things, you know, we don't have to be, I've got the, the complete package. Together with a complete package. So it requires a humility. We need to say, hey, you know, you're good at this. What do you think? Because that's, you, this is your area. And, you know, we need, we're, we're kind of, we should be balanced. We should be like trying to operate in multiple areas. But some guys just have an edge on that. Some guys are just so wise. You know, I mean, I, I, if I have a coffee and, a, and it's a massive decision, full, um, full fund of estazen, you know, that basically pays the salaries in, in the, in, amongst the elders, you know, and if he has, I don't know who, what's, the, what's worse, Andrew dying or full dying, it's just like, you know, 
Uh, so I'm equally nervous. So, um, but Phil is, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, you can edit that. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm sure you won't mind. Uh, this is the truth. <laughs> um, anyway, um, as far as I see it. Anyway, so um, uh, sitting with Phil, the wisdom. He's just given wisdom. I mean, it's just wisdom. And we all have a, a degree of wisdom, but some guys just have, uh, you know, that, that, that gift, that edge. All right. So gifts. And, you know, there's, you, can go and, you, you can go online and, and do surveys to figure out what your gift is and all the rest. Um, some guys like it. Some guys don't like it so much. Um, what's quite good is asking someone else. Ask people, what do you think I'm, what do you think my gift is? You know, what do you think, well, how do you see me? How do you, you know, ask other people. Everyone's got the Holy Spirit. It's be, you ask your wife, ask your husband, um, um, ask your friends. Do the survey if you need to, but don't put too much emphasis on that, you know. Sometimes a survey is just a survey. It's not necessarily going to give you an accurate picture. So when we look at, um, when we look at uh, gifts, we've got to understand, and, and, uh, and this is the second part of my, my title, so it's God's grace gifts. We've got to understand that gifts are linked to grace. Gifts aren't linked to human effort. Gif- gifts aren't linked to human skill. They can be honed by it, but gifts is Jesus flowing through you. There's a grace that flows through you. And uh, grace is for saving. You know, we save by grace through faith. But grace, so that's saving grace. But then we also have empowering grace. Empowering grace means God gives you this power, gives you this ability to do things that you wouldn't be able to normally do by yourself. So I had, for example, so I was going through a tough time about nine years ago with um, with uh, my wife, and I really needed God's grace to flow through me to her. In fact, I'd come to the end of myself, and I remember Kim Willis sitting with me and counseling me through that stage, which helped a lot. And that I remember going to a point with the Lord and saying, I can't do this anymore. And I, listen, I did all the marriage courses, and I read the marriage books, and I did like the Alpha Marriage course, you know. I, I went, I can't do this anymore. And the Lord said, I know. You can't, but I can. And that's where grace starts to flow. It's where you can't anymore, then grace starts to flow. And I said, well, Lord, give me grace then to be able to love my wife, to be able to walk my wife through this. And he said, you don't have to ask, the grace is already given. Because he promises that he will not give us anything that is beyond what we can bear. He gives us grace in advance for that thing that you're going to go through. You just say, Lord. Okay, yeah, it's that time. You knew it was coming. I need your grace now. Um, I'm sure you just felt the Lord's grace through you through this through um, this time. Um, so let's look at that. Um, and this brings me on, on to so that's gifts as a in a nutshell. And let's uh, look at my point two, which is faith. So this isn't. This is you know for 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 gifts to flow in this environment. So Milani said on Wednesday. Um, guys, we want you all to prophesy, eagerly desire prophecy, and, and let's be used in prophecy. So everyone hopefully is like, okay, this is a new season. I want to be used in prophecy. And then apparently um, Milani did a bit of an activation period and, or activation session where you just, okay, pair up and wait on the Lord for something. And um, did anyone get something like kind of for the first, that, or the first time, or it hasn't been a while that they've been used it, and suddenly they got something on uh, on Wednesday night. Anyone? Uh, don't leave me here on the lurch. You got, you got something from the Lord in the activation session that maybe was the first time or you hadn't heard from the Lord in a long time and suddenly it came. I know we had Tracy share that over there as well. Thank you. Thanks for bailing me out. Uh, anyone else over there as well? So, over here too. Good. So, thank you. Okay. Do I see another hand? Um, so, yeah. So, for that, for that that grace to start flowing, we need to understand that for grace to flow, it, that there needs to be faith. 
Um, the Lord's faith is the only thing that impresses the Lord, not your good looks or how much money you made uh, this week. Faith impresses the Lord. And faith is what's going to release the gifts amongst you. And we even know that even faith itself is not from you. And let's look at that. So Ephesians 2.8. For it is by grace you've been saved. Now this is talking about saving grace. I'm going to just contrast saving grace with empowering grace. For it is by grace you've been saved through faith. Okay, so, so grace saves you. Power of God comes upon you. You become born again, regenerated, new creation. Your spirit comes alive. You suddenly don't like sin anymore. You used to put five F-bombs in a sentence, and now it just doesn't feel good anymore. Um, You get convicted when you watch something dodgy on TV. You never used to. God has changed you. That's God's grace upon you. And that is through faith. So, that, so the, the, what's activated that, what's allowed that to happen is through faith. And then Paul even pushes it further and said, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. So even the faith, he put that faith in your heart so that you could be saved. I know this is a very Calvinistic preach because the uh, Armenian guys would say, oh, it shows a little bit coming from the guys. But Paul's saying that even faith itself is given by God. And in the same way that saving grace is activated by faith, empowering grace must be released through faith. And the classic example we see that is Jesus in his hometown. So Jesus turns up at Nazareth and Jesus, like the full Godhead, now Jesus had all the gifts. Like, so basically, you know, we might have like one part. He's got everything, okay? So uh, he could actually do a church by himself. So uh, he doesn't need any of us. So, but even in his hometown, we see that he was unable to minister because of lack of faith. And he has an interesting point. He would have had faith, but they didn't have faith. And that's an interesting part now is that we actually draw grace from people. When someone comes up to the front uh, to be ministered to, I normally say to them, hey, can I pray for you? Because immediately there's permission or there's a sense of faith there. But even the fact that they came up to the front already means there's an expectation that. And that's what needs to happen with the flow of grace in terms of our gifts, is that you need to be operating in faith, and the person receiving needs to be operating in faith with the very least agreement. So, for example, if you're ministering on the street and you're doing evangelism, what works great is not just to shout at people or scream at people, whatever. Actually, to go up to someone and say, hi, I'm from the local church. We're just down the road. Um, Jesus has done an incredible thing in my life. About 20 years ago, changed my life. I mean, I'm so blessed. It restored my relationships. Can I just share with you just for two minutes uh, about that? If they say, yes, what suddenly has happened now? There's an interaction that's happened now. There's faith from your side and there's permission from their side or maybe even also a little, we could call that faith from their side. Now the gift of evangelism started to flow. But if they say, no, thank you, honestly, it's going to be very hard for the grace gift to flow if you start chasing them down the street because there's faith from your side, but there's not faith or agreement from their side. And the scriptures say this. It says uh, in Amos 3.3, and I know, I know none of you have ever read from Amos. So some of you are surprised it's even in the Bible. Well, he has some, his contribution. Amos 3.3, do two walk together unless they've agreed to do so? There needs to be a sense of agreement. So when we are ministering to each other here, There needs to be faith from your side, but there also needs to be faith from the other person getting ministered to because we actually draw grace out of people. You know, Milani is here. Do you know that you're drawing grace out of her? Because you already know who Milani is, you know, fivefold prophetess. So your faith is high. She's already got faith, and the gift just flows because it's operating in an atmosphere of faith. And this is where we need to learn about each other. And that's why community group is such an amazing uh, vehicle. Because you might not 
get to know each other here, but you can get to know each other's gifts and communities. But you need to get to know each other. Because once you get to know each other, it's going to build your faith and your agreement with one another. Because you're going to go, they're good on this. I'm going to receive their gift. We need to be receiving the gift in each other. And that's, that's what's often so lacking, is we're not receiving the gift from each other. We're, we're regarding people according to the, the flesh. We're not saying there's a Holy Spirit in this person. And God's given them a gift, and I need their gift. I'm not called to walk this thing alone. Another illustration of this is Matthew 10, 41. Whoever welcomes a prophet, the gift of a prophet, as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. So as we receive a prophet, as a prophet, we recognize a prophet, we receive a prophet's reward, which is their gift. But if we don't receive them as a prophet, Andrew, is, Andrew once shared the classic story about, I can't remember who they got, and I don't think it was Janet Brand, but it was one of the other uh, fairly well-known ladies, but at that stage she wasn't so well-known from what I recall. They came in and the elders didn't have faith for her. They would just say, let's just see what she does. And it was so dry because they weren't, there was faith from her side, but not faith from the elders. Then Andrew got the elders together and said, let's repent. We're not obeying the scripture. Let's receive her as a prophetess. So they called her in again. Now they've got faith. And, and Andrew reckons the gift just flowed. We need to draw the gift from one another. There needs to be a positivity amongst us. There needs to be a sense of, I'm going to trust the Lord uh, to operate through that person. Amen? I think uh, you said it earlier. You said, I don't trust people. You probably should get that a bit better. But, but actually what you did say that made a lot of sense is you said, I trust God would send someone through. That's what you're doing. You're trusting God through that person. Because remember, it's, it's, the, it's the gift through them. It's not them. It's the grace through them. It's not them. You, you, you actually, God's working. It's almost like they're just like this, yeah, conduit. Listen, you know, it's, there's not much in them. That's why when you get prophesied as well, there is nothing more cooler than getting a prophecy from someone that doesn't know you. Because that prophecy is so pure. Um, when, I'm not saying don't prophesy if you know the person. But there's, a special, uh, there's, a, there's something special and extremely pure, potentially, from someone that doesn't know you. Because they don't know you. They can't make stuff up. I, I was praying for someone this morning in Sunday AM, and the Lord just started talking. I don't know this person from a bar of soap. And they told me, um, the, the, um, you need to be planted here. The Lord's saying you need to be planted here. You've been wondering about going somewhere else. The Lord's saying, this is where I'm going to feed you. And then I was like, okay, I don't know who this person is. And then afterwards I said, are you a member? They said, no, I'm not a member. They said, they've been here since Feb. So obviously that's a word of knowledge. The Lord has shared that they, and, and they did, he didn't feed back whether he was doubting whether he should stay. But given those circumstances, it sounds like it could be. Because when you're new visiting, you're always like, should I stay? Should I go? A pure prophecy. He knew I didn't know him. He would have gone, okay, the Lord is definitely talking, if that proved to be true. So I'm getting a coffee with him hopefully in the week, and I can actually find out if that's true or not. Uh, Romans nine sixteen to 17 says, and this is, this is how God wants to minister through you. It says, yeah, it does not therefore depend on human desire or effort, but on God's mercy. God wants to be merciful to each one of us, and he wants to extend his grace gift through you. And actually, all you're doing is just stopping it from happening. So I'm going to talk about that as, as the next point. This is point number three of four, and that's your posture. So if we can just bring up that first, um, first pick, that one of uh, Gideon. So in the story of Gideon, um, God wants to destroy the, uh, is it, I think it's the Assyrian army. Um, Midianites, thank you. The Midian army. And um, he starts with 32,000 men. He chooses Gideon. And God says that's too many. Uh, so he says those that want to go home, go home. I think 22,000 went home. Then he was left by, which is quite, you know, morale, uh, you know, it's quite hectic that, you know, no one's up for this. And um, 
and, and then there's 10,000 left, and they just probably, oh, I feel a bit blind going home. Let me just stay. They probably didn't, you know, there wasn't great faith in either. So God says, still there's too many. So he decides to choose 300 from the 10,000. And how the, the test that uh, God gives Gideon is, um, he says, choose those that, um, that, that, that pick up the water with their hand, not the ones that bend down and lap. And, and this, this, is, this is talking about posture. You know, this, this morning, uh, I said I hadn't had the greatest week. This morning, uh, they said, uh, okay, can some of the leaders come up and minister? Um, and I was like, I don't feel like ministering. Uh, but you know what? I'm an elder. I kind of have to, you know. So I was like, I was like okay, let me just get up, make myself available. That's that guy there. You know, and the Lord is talking about our posture. You know, Tracy shared, she was like, oh, you know, I, I, I've got a, a sinus, a, a sinusitis, sinusitis? There we go. All this stuff. That guy there, you know, he might have a, a sinusitis, bronchitis, tonsillitis. But he doesn't care. He wants to be used by God. The other guys there, they're just, they're, they're not in the fight. And the Lord, and there's something about this, is, is that we need to have a, we need to be getting into giving mode. And Andrew talks about this a lot. I mean, this is like one of those, those plates he spins every few years. That do we come to church, do we come to community group to receive? Like those guys, I mean, they're they, they in receive mode. I mean, they, they don't even have their heads up. I mean, you know, the, the, the Midianites might come out. They wouldn't even see the Midianites. They'd be dead. They were drinking more than they were dead. Okay? They wouldn't even see the enemy. But there's something about that other guy. There's a vibe about him. Have a look at those eyes. It's like a, I'm a little bit dangerous. Give me, give me some Midianites. There's a, there's a vibe there, and there needs to be a bit of a vibe about us. You know, are you coming on, on Sunday? Are you, are you a bit prayed up? You know, or like, Jesus, I find Jesus halfway through worship. Or did you find Jesus at least an hour before? You know, did, did, are you coming like that guy? There's a little bit of a vibe there about you. You're like, I'm ready. I'm ready to be used. And the Lord encourages us. And this is the freaky thing about the kingdom, is that it's more blessed to give than to receive. And those guys at the bottom there, all they're doing, they're just receiving their water. Water is not his priority. Water is not his priority. He needs some water, but that's not, that's, he's, he's, he's on a mission. And those are the 300 that the Lord chose. And the Lord wants to choose you. There needs to be, there needs to be a posture. You can't just be sitting at common, like on the couch, going like, oh, it's such a rough day at work, you know. There are people in common that need you, and there's, and you need others. And we need to have, you know what, no matter how I'm feeling right now, I, I want to be used by God. I want to be used by God on Sunday. I want to be used by God on Wednesday. I want to be used by God throughout the week. And this is the, the dilemma, as, or not the dilemma, but the challenge as a, as a born-again believer, as a born-again Christian, is that the Lord wants your body. The Lord wants you. He wants you. He wants you to... Take up your cross daily. He wants you to, uh, he wants to use you. He wants to use you. And there's this war that we have in our souls. There's this war going on us where we just want to receive. And the Lord's saying, I, I want to use you to give. And the, the freaky thing is we think that we will be blessed in the receiving, but we will actually be blessed in the giving. And Paul says here in Acts 20, 34, we know the apostles Paul and, and his buds, they went hard. He said, you yourselves know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and the needs of my companions. We need to not only supply our own needs, but also look to the needs of others, especially here as a priority. We look after our family as the highest priority, and this is also family. Uh, we need to look to each other, uh, not just our own needs, but the other needs. And I think that's the problem is that, you know, we, we, we're so self-focused. And the Lord wants us to go, you know, just get over yourself, make yourself available. Yeah, I mean, I think Tracy was blown away that she got used on Wednesday. She was like, I'm having an argument with the Lord right now. The Lord said, I don't care about that argument. My grace is upon you. You're born again, sister, you know. Get your vibe together and let's get going, you know. The Lord's like, you know, like I used Samson. I mean, Samson didn't even have eyes, you know. Like the eyes got taken out, you know. Um, 
you know, it's just like, I just get over your stuff and let the Lord use you. And I'm like, you just stop nasal gazing now. Na- nasal gazing. Just navel gazing. Nasal gazing. Stop looking at people's noses. You know? <laughs> so, you know, just get over your stuff. The Lord wants to use you. And I can guarantee you that when Tracy walked out of that meeting, she was filled up. Is that true? Where, where is she? Kitchen. Serving, you see? So she was filled up. She walked in better, and she got a release, not through receiving. She got a release through giving. And we see that in the Scripture. In everything I did, I showed you that this kind of hard work, we must help the weak, remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Yeah, when we give, we get so blessed. As I was praying for, I prayed for about three or four guys this morning. Man, I started to just feel the, the Lord, you know, feel the anointing. I'm like, sure, this is cool, you know? Like, I, like you just make yourself available and you let the Lord use you. And you just get so fired up. Instead of like sitting there like, you know, like moping, you're going to get, get nothing, you know? You're going to be sent home, you know, like those other 9,700 uh, uh, Gideon's guys. You know, make yourself available. Don't get robbed. You're robbing others and you're robbing yourself. Be used by the Lord, but you've got to make yourself available. And I, I mean, Tracy, she literally preached it, let's face it. She, it was such a brilliant testimony. She just went, you know, we've been paired up now. Okay, let me just do it. Just honestly, it's like you don't even have, you don't even have to have faith. The Lord will give you faith in the moment. Just say, Lord, I, I don't even have faith right now. I, I don't, just wait. Let the Lord, let the Lord do it. The Lord's wanting to do it. And we, we looked at those scriptures. Okay, we're good? Okay. So, uh, hopefully all of us, that none of, none of us feel like we have an excuse now. Honestly, the, like, if you are born again, Holy Spirit filled, the Lord wants to use you. It doesn't matter if you're born again one day or 30 years you've been walking with the Lord, the Lord wants to use you. In fact, some... Ask some of the more mature guys. So the amazing stuff the Lord did with them when they were young in the Lord, there's not much difference to when you're old in the Lord. He, he just uses you. If you've got His Holy Spirit, His grace is going to flow through you. He doesn't need degrees. He doesn't need you being walking as a leader for 10 years. He doesn't need all that stuff. Um, I mean, walk in purity, you know, like, you know, if, you, if you've got sin and stuff, you know, go deal with that before you minister. But if you're walking in purity and you, you, you know, you're walking with a clear conscience, the Lord wants to use you. He doesn't care about your, your, you know, like how many degrees you have and all the rest. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate degree. You know, I, money, uh, what do they say? Gold and silver I do not have, but what I have, I give you. I think Paul said that to the blind man. You've got his Holy Spirit. I've got, uh, I've got, uh, uh, another point here, but I actually, th- I, I think I'm, I'm just probably going to land there. Um, before I started this preach, I thought the Lord has said, I'm not going to do that section, but uh, which is source. I'll, I'll leave it for another time. But yeah, so um, yeah, why don't we stand? Let's see what the Lord, where the Lord takes us. Yeah. Maybe we can just, uh, just to help us just be a bit more reflective, and especially those that might be visitors that, um, you know, maybe in church for the first time. Let me just bow our heads and um, close our eyes. Just have some time before the Lord. I know the Lord is here. And just the message to us, you know, we see the date. We've been through COVID and all the rest. And but there's one thing that is preached to all of us is that we can look on the internet. We can look at the newspapers. 2022 is the date, the year that we're in. And every single person in the world sees that 2022. And what does that mean? You know, there there must be kids all over the world. Dad, mom, what is 2022? Where does that number come from? And no matter what religion you are, no matter where you're from, it's 2022 years since the birth of Christ. Is that... The Lord sent His Son, John 3.16, For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son, his only son, that whosoever should believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Maybe some in this meeting today is that you've never responded to God before. You may have heard about the Holy Spirit flowing through you and being born again and receiving faith. And I want to give you an opportunity today if you've never given your heart to the Lord. If the Lord is calling you today, if uh, you feel the weight of your sin, that the good news is, is that all of us here in this meeting, we, we are all guilty of sin. None of us stand here claiming to be perfectly righteous and holy. We all have a sin account against our name. Every single one of us here, elders, com leaders, deacons, saints, every single one of us, and that is a fine that is too great for us to be able to pay. It's like walking into a, a court and you owe more money than you can pay and therefore you have to go to jail. But the jail that the Bible talks about is an eternal jail called hell that, will never, that you will never escape from. But the good news is that Jesus came. Imagine you're standing in that court. You can't pay the fine, a million dollars, whatever. And Jesus comes in and says, I'll pay that fine for you, you can go free. And that's what Jesus did for each one of us. Is he came and paid what the Bible says, the penalty for sin. He died on a cross for you. That if you have faith in the penalty that he paid, the Bible says that you will be saved. If you call upon him and say, God, save me. Thank you for sending your son. And you believe that he is the son of God. And he came and paid the price for you. Because he loved you to set you free. That you may spend eternity with him in heaven. Enjoying his delights. So if that's you today. If there's anyone in this meeting that you know that you need to receive Jesus today. That you know that you've sinned. As we all have. But that you have not made that exchange with God. That you've not acknowledged before men and said. I want to receive Jesus. I made that choice 33 years ago in a meeting very much like this. That I heard the gospel message and I'd heard it many, many times before. But that time, I knew it was true. The Holy Spirit showed me it's true. If you know today that it's true, maybe for the first time and you need to respond, why don't you just pop your head up, your hand up, and we'll pray with you. Is anyone that needs to respond to Jesus today? Just where you are, just put your hand quickly up and we'll pray with you. Otherwise, we'll move on. Anyone in this meeting, you know the Lord is calling you today. Look to the Lord now. Otherwise, we'll pass and I'll give one more chance. Anyone in this meeting, you know you need to respond to Jesus today. You know that your sin has not been cleansed away and you need it today. Is anyone in this meeting? Okay. Thank you, Lord. You can open your eyes. Um, uh, let's, Steve, in terms of where we want to go, I feel just after preaching that message, you can grab a seat again. I, I feel after preaching that message that, that some of us may have to um, make that choice today. That you need to say today, you know what, I, I, I've heard the message, I see it in the scriptures, that I need to make myself available and I haven't. I've been sitting on a seat too much. And every now and then I get used, or maybe I never get used, but the Lord is calling me. I want to tell you right now, is the Lord is encouraging you today, saying, Edgemi PM can't be what Edgemi PM needs to be without you. Every single one of you, you might be the missing hand or the missing foot. And try to see someone walk without a missing foot. You know, they kind of do it, but it's not pretty. And you might be that foot that takes this body or maybe you're the, the ear that, that this body needs. Or maybe you the eye. So I really want to encourage every, every single one of you. So if I feel like yeah, today after preaching that message, I feel like for some of us we need to actually go, today I'm shifting on this. So if that's you, why don't you come to the front and let's pray for you. So I'll give you a moment to think about that. So just come up to the front, let's pray for you. But make a decision today. So you know what, I've... I'm, I've had enough of just sitting in my chair. I, I'm not any less valuable than anyone else. 
and I want to stop being used in Edge Me PM here. Maybe we can get someone on the keys and, um, yeah, come up. I just make a decision today. Say, Lord, um, I, I know that you're calling me today. I know that you have a plan for my life. I know that I'm valuable to this body. I know that, that this body needs my contribution. And today I need to make a decision to, uh, to start counting for the Lord. And encourage you, come up and let's pray for you. I also want to encourage you, if you come up here, that there might be some that actually get prayed for and see what the Lord is saying to them. What, let prophecy flow here. So earlier we were encouraged about being used in prophecy. If guys come up here and they're making a decision today to say, Lord, I want to be used by you. Prophesy over them and see what the Lord says to them. Amen. So let's just stand again quickly. The Lord needs you, hey? And the Lord has put a great gift in you. And I just feel like some of you coming forward now, you're actually repenting. You're actually saying, Lord, I actually need to repent today because I haven't been answering the call. There's been times where the Lord has spoken to you and you haven't been obedient. You haven't stepped out in faith. There's been many of us, even through COVID and stuff, that we may have just become navel-gazing and we realize today that the Lord wants to move you and you saw that picture of guys just drinking from the stream with their heads down and God wants to move you into that place where you're like, I want to stop being used by Jesus because I've got one life to give. And then the judgment. And we have the warning and rather take the warning today and repent today of the one that was given one talent but buried it in the sand And the Lord actually rebuked them and said, you wicked servants, I was asking for a return. And the Lord has invested in you and is asking for a return. Make yourself available. And even if it's today, step out in faith and say, today I'm making myself available. I'm not going to be like the 22,000 that went home or the 9,700 that were not postured and were not used but I'm going to be like the 300 to be used by God in my generation. Let's just encourage guys, if you, here's also an opportunity to, to, to prophesy. So if you see guys up at the front here and you feel like you've got a word for them, why don't you just come and pray for them and pray that God would use them. And you know, the guys that have been prayed for and going to be used, they are going to actually be a blessing to you in return. Because as these guys at the front start to be used more in their gift, you're going to be used and you're going to be built up even more yourself. So these gifts here is not just for them. It's what they're actually going to do for you too. These guys being ministered to at the front here, we don't know what they're going to be in the future, but I can tell you what they are going to be. They're going to be a contribution back to you guys here. Yesterday, um, <clears throat> Luke played a soccer game, and um, for one second we looked down because um, the other baby Martin um, lost his jacket while we thought it was lost. We turned away and we missed something. And God just spoke to me in that, and tonight we so used to VAR, we so used to saying, you know what, I can go back to that moment. I can, you know, like I missed it, but. In, in my mind, I'm thinking, how do I rewind this to capture that moment again? And the moment's gone. And I just feel God is saying right now, this is a word for today. Don't. There's so many of us, and, and we've been accustomed to it. We, the world is made. You know, I can go, I can watch that series later. I can, you know, we, back in the days when you missed something on the news, you had to phone somebody to ask what it was about. There wasn't a replay. You couldn't go to your phone. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just sensing God saying, if you're taking your eyes off the game, we were spectators. We took our eyes off and we missed something. God is saying, if you take your eyes off during this game, you're going to miss. Our eyes need to be focused and locked on Him. we got words to pray with God will look after everything. Those guys drinking the water. That water was from God. He brought it. He's saying, your eyes, like that guy's eyes, needs to be on me and in the game. I'm just feeling tonight, don't. 
Don't think, oh, you know, I'm going to go home and I'm going to make right. Or, you know, I'll come back or I'll do it on Wednesday. There's something about God that's today. It's all through scriptures. There were moments when God passed and there was opportunities for you to stand up. That 2,000 or 9,700, they didn't get a chance again. The 300 made it through and it was a moment. I just want to say, if you're feeling anything, if you're feeling that there's something, and if those, there's those of you that said, no, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll come back to this, and it'll happen next week, don't miss this chance, please, guys. Yeah, so why don't we respond? Um, you know, there's, we know that when we get saved, we get full of the Holy Spirit. And uh, I know many of you have been in meetings like this where you've come forward. And it's not like we're asking to be refilled, but there is something of, of it's, it's not so much of how much of the Holy Spirit we have, but it's how much of the Holy Spirit has of us. And then the power flows from there. And so even as Joey shared tonight, if you're feeling that there's been parts of your life you've been wanting God to use you, but you know that you haven't fully surrendered and saying, Lord, here's this life. Use it as you want to. And you feel that you need to come forward. And we just want to lay hands on you. We want to pray for you. We want to pray for a, a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. It's just something. It's, it's like when the disciples were waiting in that upper room. Imagine they weren't there. And I really feel tonight it's like there's, there's an upper room experience for you that if you come forward and you posture yourself and you position yourself here, that you're going to receive a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit and you're going to begin to see the gifts starting to flow and you activating your faith as you come forward. So we're just going to spend some time. The keyboard's going to play. and We're just going to respond um, to that. You know, I just encourage you, it's not just repentance, it's also a step of faith. Some of you need to actually step out in faith. And I know some of you might be hard to come to the front here, but maybe that's your step of faith. If the Lord is calling you forward today and you're making that decision, as Steve said, there's no shame. It's not only repentance, but it's also some of you saying, Lord, here I am. You know, Isaiah stood before the Lord and after he was cleansed of his sin, he said, Lord, here I am send me, use me. And maybe that's your moment, like Isaiah's moment, where you actually come forward and say, Lord, I'm kind of sick of my life. I'm sick of just living in ordinary and boring. Here I am, send me. So if that's you, why don't you come forward as well? You're just stepping out in faith. You may, you may, you may actually be, God's put dreams in you for more, and you've settled for less. And today you need to actually go, Lord, I want the more. And there's anointing at the front here. There's anointing and there's, there's prophecies ready to flow here at the front. Come and receive from the Lord because the Lord wants to speak over you because He doesn't, and I'm sure you don't want it either, just ordinary. Because the Lord is always extraordinary. So come and participate in this now. Thank you, Lord. Just while they're being prayed for, also just pray for us as a whole, Lord. I just pray for Edgemead PM, Father. And maybe all of us can just lift our hands, even those that haven't come forward. And Lord, I just pray, Father, that as these hands are lifted, that we would say, every single one of us, here I am, Lord. Use me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, to be a giver and not just a receiver. Help me, Lord, to be used in the grace gift that you've given me. Help me for your grace to flow through me. Lord, that you have chosen me, that you've appointed me, that you want to use me in this body. That it it doesn't matter if I'm a leader or not, you want to use me in this body. So Lord, here I am. I pray for every single person lifting their hands right now, Lord God. Use them. Use us, Lord. Use us to be a blessing, Lord. Use us to love, Lord. Use us to encourage, Lord. Use us to be a blessing, Jesus. And Lord, I want to pray for Edgemead PM. I want to pray, Father, that this, uh, this group would rise like a mighty army, Lord God. That this congregation will be known as a mighty army, as Gideon's 300. Because every single person here, Lord God, was front-footed, was ready to be used, Lord. And none were sitting back, God. So help us, Jesus. Help Edge me PM, Lord God. Be everything that you want it to be, Lord.
In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.